Welcome in once again, Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International. And can you believe it? We are coming up on episode number 100. This week is episode number 96. And for number 100, we have a very special show for you. In fact, the four leaders that were most responsible for bringing this podcast to fruition, the folks that helped me the most, I mean, don't get me wrong, everybody's helped me on this podcast, but when it was in its launch phase, there were four people that were really instrumental in getting it going, and they've all been on the podcast before, so it's going to be a lot of fun to bring them back, and they're going to share their perspective, and also, I'm going to share some behind-the-scenes things that happened with the podcast as we created it. It's truly a team effort and continues to be a team effort. The folks at Athena International are absolutely incredible, and they do so much to support me, and I have to give them a shout-out and thank them as well, but for number 100, we have have four key leaders that we're going to be interviewing and that's going to be coming up soon and of course I'll have more details as we get close to that. But let's talk about number 96. Stephanie Scotty is an expert in public speaking and will make you more effective in your talks or at least help you get over your fear if you do have fear in public speaking. The secret to public speaking, according to Stephanie, is being authentic. And that starts with truly connecting with people. Let's get going. Episode number 96 starts now. Welcome to Women Really Mean Business presented by Athena International, the podcast that tells you the story how women are impacting business one guest at a time. Now here's your host, Jeff Bolitnikoff, with another successful woman and her unique business journey. Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International. I'm Jeff Bolitnikoff, and if you're looking to get better with public speaking and also shaping your message, may I suggest you listen to this podcast we have Stephanie Scotty, and of course, I'm going to bring her into the conversation in a second. As you know, I do a very brief bio on my guest and then have them expand on it. But uh, she is a very much sought-after communication consultant, Amazon best-selling author, and she's a TEDx speaker coach. She owns a business called Professionally Speaking, Be Confident, Be Heard, Be Inspiring, and she's even worked with the president's cabinet, not the current president, but a president's cabinet. And wow, uh, Stephanie, I'm going to bring you into the conversation now, not even doing you justice here, but I'll tell you, it's so nice to have you on this podcast. I know what you're about to tell us is going to have a lot of benefit for our listeners and welcome. What did I, what did I miss about your bio? Cause I'm sure I missed many things. <laughs> well, thank you. I am thrilled and honored to be here, Jeff. And, you know, I guess I really have to start at the beginning because I have what I think is an unusual start to what I do today. And it really goes back to one of the Athena principles of authenticity. And what you missed out, what you had no way of knowing, is actually I grew up as an Army brat. And the military really shaped what I do today in a fascinating way, I believe. See, I was born in Germany, and when I was three days old, I moved to Asmara, Ethiopia. And from then on, every three months to three years, I moved. That translated to attending 10 different schools by the 10th grade, including three different schools in the 6th grade. So each time I began to solidify a circle of friends, literally the geographic rug was pulled out from under my feet. 
And between moving frequently and my family living on a modest military salary, I never took any kind of lessons. I never took dance or music or art. You know, my whole intention was on making friends. And because of that, I had never participated in a dance recital or a choir concert, nothing that would ever bring you center stage until Mrs. Griffith's 10th grade public speaking class. So it was in 10th grade in Hampton, Virginia, at Hampton High School, and it was a three-minute speech on patriotism for the Voice of Democracy contest. And that three-minute talk changed my life. Because after sitting through classmate after classmate's presentation, watching and cheering them on, it was finally my turn. And literally, I mean literally, just my knees were shaking. <laughs> my heart was racing. I was feeling uncertain. I had never been up in front of a group of people talking. And I stood up, and I walked to the front of the room, and I began my speech. And I just tried to use all the skills Mrs. Griffith taught us. And about 60 minutes into this three, 60 seconds, I should say, into this three-minute talk, I sensed a shift. And I noticed my classmates were leaning forward, and they were paying attention. And I just wondered, could they actually be listening to me? And in courage, I went on, and with every resource I had, I just did the best I could delivering my message, and I kept feeling them draw closer and closer. And then I concluded, and then rather than retreating to my desk, Mrs. Griffith taught us to pause, look out at your classmates and smile, and just silently count one, two, three. And all of a sudden, after I did that, there was this spontaneous round of applause. And it, it, was, it wasn't the applause that touched me. It was that feeling of connection, this really deep connection with my audience, with my listeners, with my peers, classmates. And... It was at that moment of connection that I truly felt confident. And it felt like anything was possible. And it was that moment that launched what I was going to do the rest of my life. So that's the history to, got me, to get me, you know, that fed what I do today. And I went off and I studied in college. I studied um, public speaking and communications education. Thought that I was going to teach high school. And although I student taught, well, I was student teaching, love the students, love, love, love. I taught in an exceptional high school in Northern Virginia, but I realized that I wasn't meant to be in a closed classroom. I just didn't like the rules that went along with that, you know, only being able to make a phone call at a certain time or taking a rest break at a certain time. I realized it just wasn't for me. So at the time, at that time, I took a job with what was the largest federal speakers bureau in the nation. And while I still kept my students, and I worked with them on the side at nights and on weekends, I actually, my full-time job was with the federal agency, and I worked with entry-level through White House staff, including the president's cabinet, preparing them to go out and speak on energy policy. And from there until many years into the future, if public speaking wasn't my vocation, if it wasn't a primary part of my job, it was my advocation, something I did on the side. And that's just a, a brief background, and I'll stop there in case you have any questions, um, and we can go forward or, or take it where you'd like to go. Yeah, I'd like to pivot here, and it's a great explanation of your background and what got you to the place that you're at. And now mm -hmm. that you're at this place, and I had neglected to mention your book at the top of the podcast, we're certainly going to have a link to your book and a link to your business, all the other things. And your book is named Talk on Water, Achieving mm -hmm. the Mindset for Powerhouse Presentations. And from your bio, and I'd like you to spend some time 
talking directly to the audience as to how they achieve what I'm about to say from your bio. So I'm going to read this directly from your bio. Her unique Uh expertise empowers her clients to consistently outperform the competition, gain recognition, win new business, shape policy, and influence decision makers. So somebody right now is listening. Wow. How do I do all of that? And so so they engage with you the first time, Stephanie. And so what kind of process are you taking them through? There's two two steps, two major steps to it. Talk on Water, the title of the book, actually comes from that experience in the 10th grade because I felt like anything was possible, or in this case, I felt like I could talk on water. And so it goes back to that moment where I felt like anything was possible, and I believe that that is something that all of my clients can achieve, that anyone can achieve. So there are two main focuses when I work with a client, and one is really on their mindset. So many people fear public speaking. It's still one of the top ten fears in the world. And I just ask them to step back and we talk about their mindset and how to actually start to view what's happening here. And there are a few things that tend to resonate with clients over and over again. And and they're just fundamental beliefs. And one of them is that connection is more important than perfection. That's the one people consistently hang on to. And that is the notion that when you get up to speak, you don't have to be perfect. But you do have to connect. You have to be audience-centric. They have to be more important than you are. And it is in that moment where you make that transition from perfection to connection where you also become more authentic, who you are. And when you're authentic, then people feel like they can trust you and they're willing to listen to what you have to say. So that's one of the primary ones. And the other one that people tend to resonate with is your audience is your biggest fan. People that are sitting there listening to you, you may feel like they're judging you. Unless it's a very contentious situation, that's not what they're there for. They're there really to listen to what you have to say, learn from it, and extrapolate or apply it to whatever their situation is. And the last one I'll leave with you is that people tend to really appreciate is that there's enough ways in the world for everyone to have their own. And so, again, that's one of the the basic premises of Talk on Water, that I don't want you to be a cookie cutter. I want to look at Jeff. I want to see what makes Jeff unique, what makes me connect with him, what makes me want to listen to him, and take it from there. So that's kind of the mindset piece of it. The second piece of it is a process that I call CODE, C-O-D-E. And that stands for clarify, organize, develop, express, and engage. And that's actually the process I take them through and the schematic that anybody can use when developing a talk just to get their arms around it. And clarify means that you need to be able to say in 10 words or less what your entire talk is about. You need, I need to be able to summarize what I'm speaking about in 10 words so that when you leave that room, that conversation, that talk, if somebody says to you, hey, Jeff, what did Stephanie just talk about it? You can recall and repeat it. So you really need to hone that down, and that is the hardest thing for people to do from entry level to the highest levels of an organization. People want to tell their whole story versus just have a memorable sound bite that people can recall and repeat. Organize means that you've got to organize your content. You can't just do a data dump. But you need to put information into buckets. And it could be all kinds of different infrastructures that you could use or architects that you can use, archetypes. For example, it could be a past, present, and future or problem, consequence, and solution. 
You know, the thing is you want to come up with buckets that you're going to put content in so that you're giving your overall talk structure. So, you know, first is the clarifying your core message, and secondly is organizing your content to support that core message. And if you want to talk about something that doesn't support the core message, then you either need to go back and revise your clarifying piece or you need to let it go. The third is develop. And develop refers to, in this case, to any kind of media that you're going to use to support your talk. So many times what business leaders do is the first thing they do is they open up their laptop and they start cutting and pasting from an existing PowerPoint presentation. And boom, they're done. But with this, we've kind of put your brain in a blender and we say, wait a second, first you've got to figure out what you're talking about. Then you've got to figure out how you're going to talk about it. And then you ask yourself, is there any kind of media that would help me amplify this message so that people can learn more with less. So any kind of media support, whether it be PowerPoint, which today is our default go-to, but in this case, you then want to look at it more strategically and how it's supporting your message. And the clarify and the organize and develop, that's about 80% of your work. It really is because you know what? If you get that down and you're confident in what you're saying and how you're going to say it, Actually delivering it, which is the express piece, those are your platform skills, like your eye contact, your gestures, your posture, your vocal delivery, or your engagement skills, that is connecting with your audience and involving them in the conversation. That, that express and engage, that becomes a piece of cake because you already know what you're saying and where you're headed. So it's the code process. Clarify, organize, develop, express, and engage. So between the mindset and code, that's how we launch. Well, let's roll into some resources here. And, of course, we are going to mention, again, that we'll have links to your website and also your book as well. But what are some other resources, Stephanie, that you might want to tell people to plug into? And it could be anything. It could be things that maybe personally inspire you, TEDx Talks or things that you think might help the audience? What, what do you think some resources are that would help our listeners? I'm a big believer. I'm self-taught. I'm a big believer in books, you know, an independent study. And so there are a couple of favorite go-tos that I have. And my newest favorite um, comes from having just worked on a TEDx show here in Cary, North Carolina. And the name of the book is TED Talks, The Official Guide to Public Speaking by Chris Anderson, the head of TED. And the reason I love this book so much is it's easy. It is so easy to read, and yet it makes you think in new and different ways. So this is a great book. And, in fact, when I was just working with my speakers, because this was the book the curator asked us to reference and coaching them, I would actually just say, you know what, just read pages 58 to 60, and let's talk from there in terms of crafting your message. Or, you know, I've come up with some specific pages. Great, great resource. Another resource that's really wonderful is it's an old resource, but it's one of the oldies but goodies. And I believe I'm trying to, I hope I get the name right, Stand Like Lincoln, Talk Like Churchill, or Talk Like Churchill, Stand Like Lincoln. It's, I always get those, the title confused there. But it is just a series of tips, one right after another, one-page tips, that if anybody is nervous and wants to come up with a quick strategy, pull that book out. There will be a tip there for you, and you'll know exactly what to do. So those are two of my favorite books to read that are easy to access and quick tips. And the other thing I always do for myself is I love listening to other people speak. 
whether it's live, whether it's a business environment, whether it's a TED show. But I love to watch other people, and I encourage clients to do this too, not as a point of comparison, but what works for them. What about that talk resonated with you and why? You know, what did they do that engaged you? So always looking from, for, at other people and thinking this worked or this didn't work or this is what I want to try or, you know what, that just doesn't suit me. But really observing others and taking note. Well, that's great, Stephanie. As people know, I try to keep this podcast right in the 20-minute range because we like to have you be able to listen to it on your commute. Most people have about a 20-minute commute, some longer, some shorter, but we figure 20 minutes is a good commute time. But on purpose, what I did is I left a little extra time for you because usually there's just a couple minutes left after I ask the resource question to give you the floor. But I wanted to give you a little extra time because... I want to not only give you the floor to talk to the audience about anything that you would like to talk about, but also I'm going to make a request of you that before you talk about what you want to talk about as you close out the podcast, maybe give an elevator pitch to people that are still nervous or have trepidation about jumping into this arena and maybe talk to them about how not only it can benefit them, but also how to maybe not get in their own way so much. So, Stephanie, uh, I've got a dual, the floor is yours type of thing going on, but uh, wow. the floor is yours. I think the best point there is that I think what gets in people's way is their self-doubt. And you really have to struggle with that a little bit or battle that for yourself. But I think there's three kinds of doubts that happen for people. They, they doubt their ability to do something because they don't believe in what they're talking about or they're not talking about it in a way that they're comfortable. So you know what? First thing to do is really believe in what you're talking about it and present it in a way that is authentic to you. I work with business leaders from directors to C-suite, getting them ready for high-stake presentations. So we're talking analyst meetings or product launches or national sales meetings or industry events. Up to, I work with people that are speaking up to 25,000 people at a time or as small as 30 people if it's at a board meeting or an analyst event. So it goes the whole range, but consistently, no matter what level they are in the organization, it's the self-doubt kicks in. And when we step back and we look at their messaging, nine times out of ten, it's because they are not comfortable with what they're saying or how they are saying it. So the best way to get out of your own way is to make sure that your messaging is aligned with your values and your beliefs. The second thing you can do to get out of your own way is to say it out loud. I can't tell you how important it is to practice your talk out loud. What you write down, what you see in your head or say in your head, and what comes out of your mouth, very different things. Biggest confidence booster is to say it out loud. And I consistently find that business leaders need to say it about, out loud about five times before they start to feel comfortable with their message. The first three times they're editing it, believe it or not. Fourth time is starting to feel comfortable. Fifth time, okay, I can nail this one. So that's the advice I have to get out of your own way. And Jeff, I believe there was a part two there. Yeah, I would say the part two is just to give you the floor. And that's a great, uh, that is a great way to help people, first of all, understand that they don't have to be in their own way but also 
to just do it. And there's a lot of benefits to it. So maybe as you close out the podcast, you can talk about what you'd like to talk about to the audience, but also then maybe kind of weave in some benefits for people for them just to take that step to get into the public speaking arena. Okay, thank you so much. Yes, so I truly believe that anybody can do this. As you know, I've been doing this since I was 16 years old, 15, 16 years old, and consistently find that even the most reluctant speaker can be transformed into somebody who's confident when they have a message to deliver. And really the benefits, the benefits I've seen firsthand from people is I have seen people who are about to step in the C-suite with their communication skills holding them back get that needed promotion. I have seen companies going after multi-million dollar business, new, winning new business, who when the team comes together and focuses on their communications and their presentation skills, wins that new business. I have seen product launches announcing a new product to a sales force that has to be positioned and gain buy-in to meet the market needs, make that happen. And I've seen biotech startups who are looking for partners to grow the business or to buy the business succeed in getting those needed partnerships. So you know what, whether you're going after that next big piece of business, whether it's the promotion that you're looking for, whether it's exposure that you're trying to use earlier in your career to build your career. All of those are great reasons to focus on your presentation skills and your communication skills. Those softer skills are becoming more and more important in today's world. Well, Stephanie Scotty, and I really appreciate your time. I did not expect anything less than a great speech from you and or a great interview. And I thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Stephanie Scotty, author of the book Talk on Water, Achieving the Mindset for Powerhouse Presentations and owner of Professionally Speaking, Be Confident, Be Heard, Be Inspiring. And Stephanie, again, thank you. It was really enlightening to have you on the podcast. Thank you, Jeff. And I appreciate Athena for inviting me to be on. Appreciate it. On the next episode of Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International, Marcia Guerriere runs a business coaching agency that provides online and in-person support to women of color early stage entrepreneurs and has a positive message for all women about having extreme belief in yourself. And here's a little bit from Marcia. I really love to remind women that you have to believe in yourself more than you seek anyone else's attention or validation. It starts with yourself, and that's how you begin to build that, what I call the CEO mindset muscle. Please help us grow. You won't believe how important this is, but if you rate and review us on the podcasting service you use to listen, it is very valuable and important. It's how people find new podcasts, and we want a bunch of people to find this podcast. Thank you in advance, and we hope you're back for the next episode of Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International.